Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than still mourning the loss of Queen Daenerys Stormborn of the House Targaryen, the first of her name, Queen of the Andals and the First Men, the rightful Queen of the Seven Kingdoms and Protector of the Realm, Queen of Dragonstone, Queen of Marine, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, the Unburnt Breaker of Chains, and Mother of Dragons, Regent of the Realm. She will be missed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mitch, and joining me tonight is Matt. Hello, RIP gone too soon. <laughs> Tabitha. I'm impressed. <laughs> and Lydia. I'm so proud of you. You only stumbled once. <laughs> Part of me wanted to, um, like, stop this recording, go back, and be like, nope, we're doing it again. <laughs> but then, like, we'd be here until, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> and I'm not going to do that to you. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. So, um, anyway, so... Um, if you uh, if you listen to us for the for the for the, 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 the see, I can do that, but I can't do this. What is wrong with me? That's a long list. Oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, if you're listening to us for the first time and you like what you hear, uh, be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher. Shut up. <laughs> be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, or Google Play. Uh, question, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. So. <laughs> now that that's out of the way. Right. Uh, God, it's like the preamble of the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, anyway, uh, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Um, first thing is kind of, uh, kind of breaking news. Um. Uh, DC has confirmed that Tom King is stepping away from Batman, uh, short of his 100-issue um, arc. Mm. Um, the news comes, uh, like, uh, just last week he was talking about how uh, Batman is going to be forever changed, like, at issue 75 or whatever. And so, like, kind of the speculation is that, like, higher-ups at DC or, you know, Warner Brothers is like, <laughs> no. <laughs> huh. uh, so, the... Um, the speculation is that it's going to um, end with issue eighty-five, um, but yeah. So I know I know that I'm kind of in the uh, minority on this one, not necessarily among you guys, but um, it, just with like the general like comic reading public. I was invested. I was you know I was ready. You know like I wanted yeah. to see where this hundred issue arc was going. Uh, I know some of the complaints were you know like people talking about um, uh, how like. He can do, like, short arcs really well, but, like, uh-huh. just, like, this long hundred-issue thing just kind of kept going and going and going and going. But I don't know. I was I was ready for the payoff. So I'm personally kind of bummed about, yeah, bummed about it. I'm kind of shocked, kind of surprised. Um, yeah, that... And I'm behind some, but I've definitely been on board since early on with this hundred-issue arc that he basically had planned. Now I'm kind of concerned to see how that gets wrapped up. Because if you had a story that you had an idea for, for a hundred issues, and now you have to shove it into eighty-five or cut something out to make it eighty-five, like, like as an author, like I mean, I've done that. Like I had a story that I had to cut five thousand words out of, and then like that's significant. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel like something is going to end up being missed that he had planned. So I, yeah. I don't know. There. Again, speculation on this end, but I have also read where um, people are thinking that he might get to finish what he started with uh, DC's Black Label, which oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll believe that when I see it. Yeah, Black Label is not panned out the way they set it out to be. No, not at all. 
So, um, before we go on to other stuff, I actually, I saw this right before you guys got here, and I purposely didn't tell you because I kind of wanted your reaction to this. Um, BuzzFeed is reporting exclusively that um, one of the screenwriters for Avatar um, is writing uh, Knights of the Old Republic movie. I mean, it's definitely always been a part of Star Wars that I've wanted more information about. But that explains why I don't know what that is. <laughs> 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 I was like, what does that mean? And to be fair, okay, so real quick, Knights of the Old Republic, it is, uh, it's originally a video game. Mm-hmm. It was okay. released in, yep. what, 2003? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so yeah, so it's kind of, it basically it takes place, uh, I think it's like 4,000 years before A New Hope even. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like yeah, so old, old, old Jedi, like when the Jedi were ruling the galaxy as a whole and you know the temples were everywhere and like it was a you know it wasn't this lost religion it was the religion in the galaxy yeah so but yeah but what uh what are your thoughts about it i like i said it's always been a part of the star wars universe that i've wanted explored more obviously if you've listened to us before you know my issues with avatar um so the (laughs) fact that an avatar writer is attached to this makes me less than excited. I mean, Project, yes, that particular writer, and I know that like Avatar had a number of writers and James Cameron and etc. But I don't know. It makes me trepidatious for what they would come up with as far as unique storylines. Yeah. Yeah, same. Like I love a good backstory. I've always wanted to know more, but are we gonna get like a like actually more to where it makes sense or are they gonna write it like they wrote Avatar where nothing makes sense at all <laughs> and you can't blame one writer, writer. for the whatever that Avatar is <laughs> you can wholly and totally blame James Cameron but mm. my my concern and, and you know like in my my knowledge of the old Republic is very limited. Like, most of my knowledge of Star Wars is contained with the main canon, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um... But, yeah, like, with it being 4,000 years in the past, how much backstory can you tell about that that makes sense to the main story that we've had for the last 40 years or yeah. I mean, it might not even link in so much as it might just be the story of, like, the creation of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it might not give you any background of what we have now, but it would give you lore of the Jedi that way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, um, moving on to other movies that are in, in the works, um, and going back to Batman, uh, Matt, let's talk about um, Battinson. Batman. Um. Stop it. <laughs> so I like how they reacted to Batman, but Battinson gets nothing. I've seen. The I've seen Battinson all over the. Yeah, stop. <laughs> After we kind of talked about that breaking news on show last week, um, it was announced that Robert Pattinson's deal, I guess, isn't officially 100 percent done mm-hmm. as as Batman. Um, so there's still a possibility that we might survive without him, which would be fabulous. But. Um, <laughs> Either way, uh, Matt Reeves did meet with Robert Pattinson, and apparently, according to the Hollywood Reporter's Heat Vision newsletter, uh, he discussed his ideas for villains for the Batman. It looks like he's leaning towards the Penguin and Catwoman most strongly. So, 
there obviously the internet took off with rumors for who might be cast in those roles. Matt Reeves has said that not, nobody's going to be cast until the deal with Pattinson is done. Um, but we have a June 25th, 2021 release date for Matt Reeves, the Batman. So casting Needs contracts. Yeah, mm-hmm. should yeah. happen soon. Yeah. So um, I'd be okay with the Penguin or Catwoman. I'm not 100% on bo- board with them both just because they were both in Batman Returns. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, give me... Give me the Penguin and Poison Ivy, or give me, you know, Catwoman and the Riddler, or, you know, any other different combination. combination. Um, I understand, because, I mean, like, the Penguin and Catwoman, they're probably among, obviously, Joker notwithstanding, they're among the other popular Batman villains, you know? Um, But, yeah, but, eh, I don't know. I can see it. There was one... um, can I start a petition to get Danny DeVito back as Penguin? Right. Um, have you seen the petition to get Danny DeVito as uh, Wolverine? No! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't include it in, in this week's story just because like, there were so, so much other stuff, but yeah, that's a thing. And that would be amazing. I mean, the fan-made image that's online of him in, like, the white tank top mm-hmm. and, like, the rain, the claws. It's oh, very entertaining. Lord. I missed that. But, um... Yeah, but apparently um, Josh Gad has been talking about on social media about wanting to be the penguin. Oh, I'd be okay yes. with that. I think that would I'd be, be okay good. with that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, would, ten out of ten. Oh my, ten out of ten would allow. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, uh, we actually got a copy of Lorna from Silver Sprockets. <laughs> oh. Lydia just showed us uh, a rendering of Danny DeVito as Wolverine. I'd be on board with that, 100%. <laughs> but, um... Because he's short, like Wolverine should be. I digress. Usually. <laughs> so, uh, we got a chance to um, read Lorna from Silver Sprockets, which that came out yesterday. Um, so, basically, uh, it's by Benji Nate, and Lorna is... Um, from the description, uh, Lorna is just like every other girl. She likes cats, she likes cell phone charms, she likes knives, punishing her enemies, and taking sunglasses from their dead bodies. You know, normal girl stuff. Um, Accurate. (laughs) So, Matt and Tabitha, you guys also got a chance to read this. What what did you think? I mean, you literally explained me in the synopsis. Like, I laughed out loud like five times. (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) Like, especially where she takes the sunglasses off the dead body. The friend's like, oh, those are cute sunglasses. Where'd you get those? She's like, uh... Dead body in the background. <laughs> right. I feel that in my soul. But I liked this. I thought it was cute. I got a little... I thought, like, we were following more of, like, a story, and I kept getting lost. I didn't realize the first section was more, like, just, like... Just kind of, like, getting to know yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, like, the next section was, like, an actual story. Like, for some... I was like, what's happening? Did I miss something? But I really liked the art. It was really simple, really cute, really mm-hmm. perky. But, I mean, I, I did. I laughed out loud no less than five times. Yeah, I had to laugh because, like... <clears throat> the I enjoyed the uh, I think one of my favorite moments was the cell phone charm mm-hmm. when her friend was like oh I got this really cute one she's like I got this and it's like skulls and a knife <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> like and we, you know Tabitha notwithstanding we all know you know girls like that growing up that were <laughs> rude <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying no I really enjoyed it though I I do say that I was looking for a little bit more almost coherent of an overall story mm-hmm. than I think we got. Um, but, I mean, I like the art. I liked the character. So, yeah. I mean, in general, I liked it. It was it was an interesting 
uh, concept for a book. Because, yeah, like, the first half, it was just, like, one, two-page, like, kind of stories. Mm -hmm. And then we got... And then, for me, I was, like, I was almost... By the time we got to, like, the story of her first date or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, I was already in the mindset of, okay, well, it's just going to be, like, little snippets. Like, it's right. like, like I'm reading, like, a comic strip, you know? Yeah. Compilation. And then it was like, oh, wait, these are all connecting more. Okay, oh, okay. So, yeah. like, it, it did take me a little bit to kind of get back into that frame of mind. But, uh, but yeah, but definitely, like, I got, like, I got a Ren and Stimpy vibe from this. <laughs> so, like, if, you know, so, like, if, if you grew up watching that, like, I think that you would really enjoy this book. But yeah, it's it like Tabitha said. I, I laughed out loud more times than I thought I would. Um, but yeah, but like um, it does like especially with um, with the story of like her first date, and there are a couple others too. Like it kind of shows that you know she does have a lot of heart, or yeah. considering how she is, maybe a lot of hearts, like <laughs> other people's other. hearts. No, 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 no. no? no. Okay, fine. So. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, definitely if you can, uh, check out Lorna, like I said, it's from Silver Sprockets. Uh, also, I haven't read any of it, but like um, one of the other characters that Benji Nate has created is Catboy, mm -hmm. and I've seen just like a little bit of art from it, and I'm like... Catboy seems like it would be your thing. I need to, I need <laughs> to find, yeah. Invest in I that. I need to find out more. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we are going to start Gut Reaction, and uh, we're actually... We are going to start with a uh, trailer that, well, a teaser that dropped uh, today, and um, it was uh, Star Trek Picard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, not a whole lot of detail in this trailer, but uh, we do know that he's kind of stepped away from Starfleet, but um, I don't know, it's, I want more. Like, I'm giving this a thumbs up because it's anything dealing with Picard, but still, like, I want this now. I need this now. I also want some of that wine. <laughs> Lydia. I'm super sad because I haven't gotten the chance to watch it because it came out today and I was at work. So I don't have an actual opinion on that, but I'm a, I'm up for anything that leads towards more of this. So absolutely thumbs up. I'm going to watch it when I leave here. Temper. Uh More Picard. Always Picard. Extra Picard on the sides, like guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it costs extra. Even if it costs extra. Matt. I, there's... Not a whole lot of story to this trailer. I mean, you get the idea that he stepped away from Starfleet. They want to know why. Um, <clears throat> but, I again, this is just one of those things. Like, everything that they show me, more and more, yes, I, I want this and I want it now. I also definitely, if they don't, um, like, market that wine as a thing to go with this show, they'd they're, be miss stupid. they're missing something big. So I'm going thumbs up. <laughs> um, also, and I don't know if it was intentional. I mean, I'm sure that it was. But um, this trailer did drop on the oh, 25th anniversary of uh, the series finale of Next Generation. Oh. I saw that that happened today, and I took an extra, like, vitamin and signed up for AARP. <laughs> 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 um, Start applying for social security tomorrow. It should be fine. <laughs> um, Matt, let's talk about uh, Josh Whedon and HBO. Uh, so Josh Whedon, which I think we had talked about this briefly at some point in the past. Um, he has got a new HBO series coming. It's a sci-fi drama called The Nevers. It is about a gang of Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. Um, the big news is that Laura Donnelly, who is in Outlander and was in Tolkien, has announced as the series lead. Um, and as typical Whedon-esque 
fashion. Uh, he will executive produce, showrun, write, and direct. I am so excited for this. Like even as little as we know about it, another Josh. Josh. Every I said, time. I said it Every so. Time. I did it like three times in a row, and then I screwed it up. Um, another Joss Whedon show uh, with strong female characters and a you know a, a new universe that he gets to create. I'm in. Thumbs up. I'm giving it a thumb sideways only because of how little we know about it. Uh, it has a the recipe to be amazing, so I mean it's it's probably going to switch to a thumbs up. But right now it's just like, mm, but but what else, <laughs> Lydia? He's got an awesome track record with shows like this, and the Victorian side of it kind of intrigues me because I love that kind of fashion and air and all that. So I'm really excited to see what this could be. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up. Um, I think he's proven that he can handle that like alternate history well with, I mean, with Firefly. You mix in a little of, you know, a different kind of era into a sci-fi show. Like, you're going to mix... Victorian badass women into uh, yes thumbs up just thumbs up all day <laughs> um, Lydia let's talk uh, Dark Crystal so I feel like we also mentioned this a while back I don't remember when um, but Netflix is doing a Dark Crystal prequel series it's going to be a 10 episode series that is going to be airing on August 30th uh, it's called Dark Crystal Age of Resistance um, the three lead uh, voice actors for the characters are Taryn Egerton, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Natalie Emanuel, and there's like this huge cast list with a ton of well-known names, just to name a few, uh, Mark Hamill, Jason Isaacs, Helena Bottom Carter, Keegan-Michael Keyes. They released some um, pictures from the new series, and oh my god, it looks amazing. It looks like they pulled um, some of the puppets from the Jim Henson studio, cleaned them up, and put them in a high-definition camera situation. I am really excited for this. <laughs> I was um, skeptical about it when we first heard about it, but now seeing this, I cannot wait to see more of it. So, big thumbs up for me. Definitely. Yeah, also a thumbs up. Dark Crystal was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, even though it like scared me, but I wanted <laughs> to watch it on purpose to be scared, because I don't like puppets. They're weird. Surprise. I don't, it's not a thing. But... With this cast list, and you guys know, love me a backstory, I'm going thumbs up. Matt. As much as we don't know a whole lot story-wise about this, I, I too, grew up loving The Dark Crystal. It was probably one of those things, because it was kind of dark and scary, but I was still allowed to see it as a kid. Like, I was like, yeah, like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing. I don't know. Uh, I loved it. I think this is going to be cool. Um, I have high hopes, uh, so I'm going thumbs up. I never saw it as a kid, but uh, but yeah, but this cast list does sound amazing, even if it does have Andy Samberg in it. Does that change your no? No. Okay. I just, look, I, just I don't have to look at his face, so it's fine. True. So, um, but yeah, but I'll give this I'll give this a thumbs up. Um, Tabitha, let's talk about Michael Pena. Oh, okay. So evidently, I missed this somehow. They're making a Tom and Jerry animated live action hybrid movie. Did anybody know about this? Because I either I like it or not. Did I block it out? Like, I think you did. Have. That sounds like me. Um, anyway, they have cast Michael Pena as the antagonist. He's going to be playing Terrence, the deputy GM of the Park Hotel, where Tom and Jerry get into their shenanigans, evidently. Lily Grace Moretz is also going to be in this movie um, as kind of the person who brings Tom and Jerry onto whatever case they're solving. I'm not sure what's going on with this. And also the director of the Fantastic Four is who's 
directing this. So this already kind of sounded like a dumpster fire, but whatever. Um, it'll be here in April of 2021, and I am not watching it, so thumbs down. <laughs> Matt. How, why this is this this goes on that list of things that we talk about all the time like why are we doing this why is this a thing why are we rebooting this why is this necessary I mean I, I love Chloe Grace Moretz um, I mean she was awesome in you know Kick Ass I, I just yeah why are we doing this so thumbs down yeah I I'm so confused by the the synopsis anyway because yeah because Chloe's character recruits Tom to stop Cher- Jerry from staying in the hotel, but then Michael Pena then becomes the bad guy, so do Tom and Jerry end up meet, teaming up? I'm confused. Thumbs down, Lydia. <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of along the same lines as what I've been thinking with like the Sonic thing. Like, Why do we keep taking these cartoons and making them into hybrids to where all of a sudden these characters are like, oh, we've got to save the world, we've got to save the town, we've got to... What are you doing? Just stop it. I'm confused and... A little upset and thumbs down. <laughs> Matt, uh, let's go to his dark materials. I think you mean Tabitha, Tabitha. but that's fine. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Tabitha. I was looking at my notes like, where is it? Where is it? Uh, I didn't take notes on that. Uh-oh. <laughs> so we have a new teaser for his dark materials. Um, it's going to be the eight-episode epi- eight Amazon Prime show that's expected to premiere later this year. And this is one of those things where the more I see about it, the less excited I get. Like, at first when they announced it, and they announced the cast, and, you know, my boy Lin-Manuel Miranda was in it, and I'm like, okay, all right, add some James McAvoy, you're making a tab at the Sunday, I like it, but, like, I keep seeing more and more about it, and they've almost modernized it too much, so now my hopes are dwindling a little bit, so I'm going thumbs sideways. Matt? Um, I have, the books are on my to-be-read list, I never watched the movie, I know, it's sad, on the list of things that I haven't gotten done. The trailer looks cool, and exercise it. Without the background that Tabitha has um, for this, I'm I'm going to go thumb sideways, uh, because I still think it definitely has promise it looks kind of cool. Um, but I just, like I said, I don't know too much background. I don't know. I, I thought it looked cool. I think it's going to have a fine place in my list of TV shows that I really want to watch but never get around to. <laughs> but I'll still give it a thumbs up. Lydia. Uh... I'm gonna go side, thumb sideways because I'm I'm a little concerned. Like I don't see how you can modernize it, so that worries me. So yeah, uh, Lydia, let's go to uh, just cause. Do we have to? <laughs> you brought it I up. Constantine <laughs> uh, Film has apparently acquired the film rights to the video game series Just Cause. I don't know why, but they did. Um, Derek Coldstat, who is from the John Wick's movies, apparently is signed up to be the screenwriter for the movie. I don't know why they keep trying to delve into video game things like this, especially a game series like this. There's not a good track record for video game movies anyway, and open world type action games do not translate well to film at all. You are just... It's going to be a dumpster fire. It's going to be, and I don't see how you can make it not so, so thumbs down. I have no frame of reference, but you're right about the track record of video game movies, especially in open world. That seems way too broad mm-hmm. for them to be able to narrow it down. And if they do narrow it down, they're going to have like this very small plot line for what they could have gone with. So I agree. Thumbs down. Matt. You know, we see them doing things like this, like just cause as far as I know, story wise, there's not a whole lot like they, like, 
inject it with story when not really necessary, just make it an action game. But this could become a thing. Like, this may really actually end up in theaters as a video game movie, but we can't get Uncharted. Mm. Like, really? I, thumbs down on this idea. Just put all your money into Uncharted so we can have that movie instead. <laughs> Um, yeah, you you lost me at open world. There's mm. no way that there's no way that they can condense that enough to make enough people happy. So yeah, thumbs down. Uh, Tabitha, let's go to Downton Abbey. Oh, I would love to. Um, <laughs> so as we know, Downton Abbey's been over for a while, and we found out a long time ago we were going to get a movie, and now we have a trailer. Um, the storyline in this movie actually takes place two years after the series finale in 1927. Um, it appears that King George V is coming to visit Downton Abbey. Um, Julian Fellows, the original creator of the TV show, um, wrote the screenplay and is the producer. Most of the original cast is back. Um, this will be out September 20th. I love Downton Abbey. I have watched the entire series twice, I think. I want this so bad. And since they've bumped it up a little bit further and we have like this trailer itself had like this great, wonderful Gatsby feel to it. Like... <laughs> I'm in. Also, give me a royal visit. All about it. Thumbs up. Matt. I have not watched any of this. Um, I know that this was coming. Um, my brother-in-law actually uh, binge-watched the series so that he could watch the series finale with um, my mom and my two sisters. Um, because they were going to watch it and he wanted to. And he got into it enough that he watched the whole thing. Um, I'm going to go thumb sideways just because... I mean, it looks like it could be fun, but I don't know pretty much anything about it. So, I couldn't even get past the first episode when I tried to watch it. And this, the trailer for this movie did absolutely nothing for me. But you've given me thumbs up before on things that you're not excited about, so I will give you a thumbs up for this. Oh, <laughs> thanks. I haven't gotten far into Downton Abbey. I think I've gotten like five episodes in, and I've gotten busy, so I haven't watched the whole thing. Um, but what I have seen, I have liked... And I am excited for what they're going to do with this movie to kind of continue on from what they have in the series. So I'm th thumbs up. Matt, let's go to Magic Order. So we knew that Netflix and uh, Mark Millar had this deal with Millar World and his stream of properties for comics and such. Uh, end of last year, uh, he released the new comic, The Magic Order. Mm -hmm. um, it's just recently been put into graphic novel format. And we got word that <clears throat> last Thursday, Netflix has ordered the magic order. Ordered the magic order? There's too many orders, sorry. <laughs> um, it's getting a live action series on Netflix. Um, it's about five magical families tasked with keeping the world safe. The way it was kind of described was um, like a smaller scale, but more grown up version of Harry Potter. And of course, Millar, so it's going to be darker, much, much darker. Uh, Aquaman director James Wan has signed on to executive produce and will direct the pilot episode. Right now we have no production timeline, but it is Netflix, so probably sooner rather than later. I think it sounds cool. I wanted to read the comic when it first started coming out. The idea that it's going to be a show and Netflix track record, I'm going thumbs up. Okay. Two things. First, um, I did read the comic. Um, the first couple issues I was really interested in, invested in. By the time I got to the end of the comic... Um, I, I still, I don't, I didn't even bother to get the, what, sixth issue or whatever the last oh, issue really? was. Yeah. But maybe, maybe this is more suited for a graphic novels mm -hmm. where I'm reading it all at once as opposed to month to month. That said, it does bug me that 
they use the same trope as, you know, everything else that slightly deals with magic. And, oh, it's like Harry Potter. I mean, mm-hmm. even for me, not <laughs> really, yeah, not being a big Harry Potter fan, I got no vibe Harry Potter vibe. Okay. Uh, that said, James Wan, he did make Aquaman better than I thought it was ever going to be, so <laughs> I will go ahead and give this a thumb sideways because of that. Lydia. I know nothing about this, whether from comics or whatever. It sounds interesting, but I'm just going to go thumb sideways just... For lack of knowledge what it is. <laughs> and yeah, James Wan did impress me with Aquaman because even though I didn't really like Aquaman, he made it way better than I thought it was going to be. But also at the same time, I'm very tired of hearing things compared to Harry Potter. Books, mm-hmm. comics, other movies, uh, anything other than Harry Potter being compared to Harry Potter. So them sideways for the possibility of it being okay. <laughs> so, Alright, so that's going to end gut reaction. Uh, Lydia, let's talk about... Um, what Epic's Games did? So, apparently, Epic Games, their store that they removed all their stuff from everywhere else to host on their own site, is now blocking people if they buy games in, like, too many games too quickly. Uh, what? And by too many games, I mean, like, if you buy five games in too short of a time span, they block your account. Because it might be fraudulent. But you want wait 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 they want you to buy games but they don't want you to buy games but not too many right just just so many if you buy any more than that then so we we want you to buy our games specifically from us you can't buy them anywhere else but if you get too many of them then there's a problem and we don't want that to happen so do you want my money or not <laughs> <laughs> that seems counterintuitive it does like Their PR guy even said, this was a result of our aggressive fraud rules. If players run into this issue, they should contact player support so we can investigate. Investigate what? The fact that people are buying your games? Right. I can kind of see it, though. Yeah, same. Um, Coming from, like, a fraud perspective, which is probably what you were thinking as well, like, from a fraud perspective, that makes sense. Because if someone's sitting there, like, going, yes, 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 ten times out of ten, that's probably going to be a bot. And they're not going to know, they're not going to have a way to determine that. So, I mean, putting a cap on it makes sense if it's something simple like being like, hey, dear customer service, I'm not a bot. And they're like, oh, okay, you're good. Unless it's like a process where you have to like appeal or whatever. Right. And that makes sense. But apparently uh, their website doesn't have like a cart system. It's all individual sales. So you have to buy things one at a time. You can't go, oh, I want these five right. games and put them in the shopping cart to buy them all at once like, like you would with Steam. Like, right. I've bought 15 games at once on Steam before because you put them all in your cart and just buy them all at right. once. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's not a thing with Epic Store. You have to buy them all individually. Yeah, that seems like this is all all on Epic and just the way that they have their website set up. Mm-hmm. I mean, there should be a way to, you know, if you are buying quote-unquote too many games at one time, there should be a way for them to be like, hey, um, this might be a thing... Let's prove that you're you. Yeah. you know? Like do the, right. what's it called, where you have to identify the images? Capture. Yeah. That thing. Like, do one of those. Yeah. After so many games, be like, hey, are you a robot? No? Great. Carry on. Are you Fine. just enthusiastic? Okay, cool. <laughs> Find all the stop signs. Damn it, I can never get that right. <laughs> I'm always confused, like, because you know, like, there's always that one square that kind of yes. sort of has a little yes. bit of a stop sign, so it's like, do I click this one or not? Those are the worst. <laughs> 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 so sticking with games a little bit, uh, Matt. Let's switch over to uh, World of Warcraft. World the, that thing. <laughs> World of Warcraft. Uh, 
so we knew that this was coming. Uh, World of Warcraft Blizzard is doing World of Warcraft Vanilla, uh, which is the uh, the loving term that you know the 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 watered public, down version, basically. Yeah, well, the public has dubbed the original World of Warcraft um, when you maxed out at level sixty. Um, your raids were forty people, and it took forever to get anywhere and do anything because you couldn't fly anywhere. So they've basically Blizzard has gone back and basically rebuilt World of Warcraft uh, so that it, with archive data, taking you back to patch one point one two, where they're currently sitting at eight point one point five. That's a long way back. It is. It's a very long way back. It's currently in beta, so there's a whole bunch of people that are out playing it, and they're having some issues because some of the people that are playing it are trying to report bugs that aren't bugs. They're just old versions of the game. <laughs> one, of, one, one such issue is that one of the races is torn. They are big bull human creatures, okay? They have bigger hitboxes. So if you know anything about video games, you know, bigger hitboxes... You two stop. <laughs> you can't take me and Mitch anywhere. No. You can tell who the gamers are in the room right. because everyone else is making it into something dirty. <laughs> Even if I was a gamer, I probably would do the same thing. Let's just be honest. Right. Same. Okay. So those the area in which they can take damage <laughs> doesn't make me. No, no. All right. I'm just gonna um, leave. <laughs> it's bigger than other characters. It's not getting any better, right? No. Now. So <laughs> Um, <laughs> we are 12. Right? It's not getting um, any better. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> Finish your story. All right. So people are reporting a whole bunch of bugs that aren't bugs to the point where Blizzard has created a public post listed as the not a bug list. <laughs> These are things that are just reminiscent of the old version of the game. They're not wrong. They're not bugs. So that people can go before they report a bug and find out that it's not actually a bug. It's just the way the game was originally built. So, Which is funny because so many people asked for this to the point that Blizzard said, yes, we're going to go ahead and do this. And now people are like, whoa, this doesn't work right. It, it, it works does. like it did, not like it does now. Because obviously they've gone through numerous iterations, changed things, updated things, tweaked things. Now you're going back to the way it was. People don't quite seem to get that just yet. But it's still in beta. It's going to go live in, I think, about two months. So what What kind of concerns me about that is, because I, I would assume beta testers know more what about you know the product than the entire general public, mm. I would assume. So, like... When this comes out with, you know, all the not bugs, yeah. how many of the general gaming public are going to be, like, saying, like, oh, hey, these are, these are all bugs. What's wrong with I, this? I think part of the problem comes down to the fact that a lot of people that, while beta testers usually are people that play a lot of video games, it has been 15 years mm -hmm. since World of Warcraft was vanilla. So the chance that these people that are playing in the beta played the actual vanilla is probably fairly slim. Fair. So what they're expecting is what they've played recently and not what was back then. Lydia, you've actually got a George R.R. R. Martin story. So further proof that he's not writing your guys' book yet. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> 
I guess uh, after the last episode of Game of Thrones aired the other night, he made a big blog post because that's what he does apparently. It's not a blog. (laughs) (laughs) He made another blog post. Just gonna yell that every time. (laughs) Not a blog. Basically, like saying his thoughts on the conclusion of the show and thanking people and blah 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 and talking about all this stuff that he's been doing and how busy he's been. And apparently, he's also been consulting on a video game that's out of Japan. Like Busy not writing Winds of Winter. Yeah, busy not writing. The busy book. ruining yeah. my life. <laughs> there is, like, no information about whatever this game he's supposedly consulting on is. It's some unannounced titled project from, from software. Um, the only information is that supposedly uh, there's going to be a... Information released at the Microsoft E3 press conference, and that it's a collaboration between him and Hidetaki Miyazaki, which is the creator of the Dark Souls games. Hmm. Well, what? everyone will die, and you'll never get a sequel. <laughs> what if? I'm just saying. What if? If you say that the video game is going to be Winds of Winter, I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to kick you on behalf of Tabitha. I'm just saying, maybe. Yeah, because my legs won't reach over exactly. There. <laughs> Maybe Winds of Winter is just released as a video game. I will burn the world to the ground. You'd be able to yeah. in the video game. <laughs> Jakaris. Tabitha is Drogon. Spoiler alert. He flew away. Warped into me. I am Drogon. Where's uh, Bran? In his chair. <laughs> so... Um, so, last season of Doctor Who, there was a big focus on it just being brand new villains, you know, like, having as little connective tissue to the previous, you know, the, the rest of the series as possible. Uh, well, the um, the show put on, at least on their Facebook page, I'm sure other social media, um, a shot of the Doctor with none other than the Jadoon, and if you don't know who they are, uh, they are rhino-headed intergalactic police. Yep. So they, they first appeared in um, in a Tenth Doctor episode, um, Smith and Jones, which is also the the first episode episode of Martha Jones. Uh, I was really excited to see this, really excited to see this. Uh, even though we already had a classic villain return in you know in a Dalek with mm-hmm. uh, uh, resolution, but like I'm glad to see more returning faces. When when they bring back the villains, it's always it's always a fun revisit. Um, because with all of the time travel and back and forth, it's it, it's different doctors dealing with the same bad guy, and they recognize the doctor. It, I don't know. It's just one of those fun things for me when it comes to that. And I also I've always enjoyed the Jadoon mm-hmm. that they're very simple minded, straightforward nature. The Jadoon are not from Alabama, um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's it's got me excited. <laughs> It's got me excited for uh, for the next season, which that needs to be here soon. Now, <laughs> um, in the meantime, uh, Matt, let's talk about the Eyes of the Dragon. As everything is now streaming service, his son's got all sorts of TV shows. So let's just add one more for Stephen King. Hulu is going to be adapting his book, The Eyes of the Dragon. Uh, Deadline is reporting that they are working on a pilot with Seth Graham Smith. Uh, currently writing that pilot and being prepared to serve as showrunner. Yeah, that makes me a little little nervous. Mm-hmm. But, Same. Um, 
I, the I guess the big interesting point to this one though for Stephen King is that this is Stephen King's one and only true like sword and sorcery fantasy book. The Gunslinger's kind of like that, but not. This one's just flat out fantasy. Fantasy. It focuses on the realm of Delane and its royal family, and the King's Magician Flag is up to a lot of no good. Uh, this has already been tried once. Sci-Fi tried to do this in 2012, but it never got off the ground. So Hulu is doing this. The Seth Graham Smith thing makes me nervous. Yeah, I was excited until you said that, and now I'm kind of like, oh. Now, okay, so refresh my memory, because I, I... Abraham I, Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, and yeah. Pride, Pride and Prejudice, Prejudice and Zombies. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. But he was hired to do something else at one point, and the publishing company that hired him got mad at him because what he came up with was basically... Another retelling. Yeah, another retelling. Which, I guess maybe he's good at retellings? No, I don't. Did know. you read *Pride, Prejudice*? And I did. I did read *Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter*. Yeah, I but did too. But I, I don't know. I liked the movie. The book and was far superior to yes. that movie. Like, not a thousand a, times I mean, better. They're very dissimilar. It was like, hey, there's Abraham Lincoln, and he's a vampire hunter. That was like the only thing that's the same between the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. main character. Yeah, so, that makes uh, me nervous. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. So, Tabitha, let's take a trip to Sesame Street. I don't want to, but okay, let's go. Um, Again, you did this to yourself. Oh, so many puppets. Um, (laughs) So many puppets. Um, Oh, no. Sesame Street is introducing Carly. What? The wheels are turning over there. Just stop it. No worries. If you bring a puppet in this house, I will kick you out of it, and I don't even live here. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. True. Anyway... Sesame Street has introduced Carly. Uh, Carly is actually a Muppet in foster care, and she is being introduced along with her quote-unquote for now parents. Um, This is part of the Sesame Street and Communities program. Um, They've been handling such topics as homelessness and dramatic experiences. They've been doing this for a while where they've been introducing these different characters onto the show that are not, you know, your typical Mm -hmm. mom and dad are great characters kind of thing. Right now there's a YouTube video up that shows Carly... um, where Elmo's dad, Louie, talks to Dahlia and Clem, which are Carly's foster parents. Louie, Elmo's dad, asks, how's everything been since becoming her foster parents? And the foster father replies, well, changes like this can be really rough for kids and adults, too. And the mom responds, it's had its ups and downs, but no matter what, we try to let Carly know we are always here for her. I think this is wonderful. Like, I think this whole program they've been doing is wonderful. I think we talked about it when they introduced their homeless character Mm -hmm. that they had for a little bit. I love that Sesame Street is being more inclusive, and especially of something like this. This is kind of off off the grid. Like, you you don't think about this. Like, kids don't think about this. But now, maybe they will. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Also, I didn't even know that Elmo had a dad. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Louis? Yeah. Why do I know that? I don't know. Is Louis... I don't know. I is, have he a, is he a Muppet or is he a person? He's a person. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. They're all like that. Okay. Still, that's weird. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <Keeping> <laughs> I didn't write Sesame Street, so... <laughs> Keeping with um, kids' shows. So, um, let's let's follow up. Let's follow up on a story from... Arthur from last week. Well, I'll try to keep my blood pressure under control for a second, but Alabama is being Alabama, and 
the episode <laughs> the episode of Arthur that we talked about last week where Mr. Rapper and married another man. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not going to be airing that in Alabama. Um, the programming director, Mike McKenzie, said to CNN, um, and I quote, our broadcast would take away the choice of parents you feel is inappropriate. So, no. PBS responded, okay, because PBS. PBS kids programs are designed to reflect the diversity of communities across the nation. We believe it is important to represent the wide array of adults in the lives of children who look to PBS kids every day. So, additionally, they also said, Mark Brown, who was the show's creator, friends with Mr. Rogers, anyway. So many of us have family or friends who are gay who are not represented in the media. We have people in our family that are gay and raising children and looking things to validate their families. But Alabama is Alabama, so they're going to do that Alabama thing where they don't want anything that's not Alabama. (laughs) I mean, credit to PBS for their very well thought out, Mm -hmm. very succinct response. I, I don't understand how Alabama refusing to air this helps the parents' choice. Like it's maybe, making the choice for yeah, them. Right. Yes. Like that's the opposite of helping them make the choice. Welcome to being a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna take your choice completely away from you. <clears throat> now we're taking it away from families. <laughs> well said. Thanks. <laughs> so. oh, Alabama. This is where it starts, guys. They're monitoring your TVs. Roll tide? <laughs> Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> so um So, Matt, speaking of um, people doing dumb stuff, what's, <laughs> what's GameStop doing? Uh, changing things that shouldn't be changed because they're going down the tubes anyways. So, they are making changes to their pro membership. It's not even the biggest one, but the one that people are going to recognize first and foremost uh, is that it's going from $14.99 to $19.99 a year. So, it's going up $5.00. They are also going to be discontinuing the 10% off pre-owned games and accessories perk that comes with the pro membership. For me, that was the reason to have the pro membership. Um, they are replacing it, though, with a $5 reward certificate each month. But, caveat, those are only good that particular month. They don't roll over, and they aren't stackable. So, what you're saying is, they raise the price by $5.00. Gave you a $5 off coupon that you can use that month and took away 10%. So basically, in a roundabout way, they did just did nothing except take away the 10% perk. Yep. Yes. Yeah. But they made it look better. Yeah. So I, Not for their bank account. No. It is, this project is currently in, they're calling it in beta, being tested in certain markets. No idea when it's going to be rolling out across the country, but basically it will be at some point. And as usual, the internet is less than impressed. The internet doesn't like something. Actually, I don't like this one either. I mean, I, I'm totally on board with you, internet. Oh yeah, <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. Uh, that's so dumb. Yep, it's dumb. Like, why go through the effort of making a change like that if it essentially does nothing for your business? Right. Right. Because I have shopped there more based on the ten percent off then I will with a $5 a month coupon. Right. Because then I have to spend so much to... There's probably a, a cap on that $5. Probably. There's probably, you know, spend 20 get the $5 off. Mm. Like, well, the, what if I only wanted a game that was $15 and then it was 10% off of that? Sweet. A little bit of 
bonus. I didn't have to pay taxes, basically, is what it amounts to. Now I have to buy something else to get the $5 coupon, plus, you know, one a month. You know, I'm knowing my luck, I would have the wrong coupon going, oh, sorry, that was last month's coupon. Right. Oh, well, I don't have this month, so I guess i got to come back later. And then chances are I don't come back and mm-hmm. spend the other $5 coupon. I do that with Hot <clears throat> Topic bucks a lot. Like, oh, I forgot to bring that. Oh, well. Yep. <laughs> All the wasted coupons. <laughs> so many coupons. Um, so a couple last stories to talk about um so this uh person named jay wall who is a uh, active and creative maker quote unquote um gave his cat bobo a 3d printed suit of armor (laughs) yes it's functional um multi-plated has spiky barbs um but it does also have uh, so one of the plates covering his back has a hole to allow for a leash. <laughs> and also it has a ring for uh, for an ID tag. <laughs> so, In case yeah. you mistake your night cat for another <laughs> night cat roaming the streets. <laughs> it's Yeah, and the, the ID tag uh, ring is attached to a skull-adorned breastplate. I looked at the pictures of this. I love it so much. Cat is gonna wander the neighborhood and become the night king. <laughs> the night cat. Night cat. Oh my god. <laughs> so. Maybe that's what George R. R. Martin's working on this video game for. It's just a bunch of night cats. <gasps> I would play that. What if George R. R. Martin is actually Jay Wall? <laughs> would you would you be okay with this? No. <laughs> I want my book. <laughs> Okay, if you get your book, though, I want this armor for my cats. <laughs> okay, I'll make a deal with you. <laughs> In 27,000 years, when I get Wins a Winner, I'll get you some cat armor. <laughs> Sweet. It's a deal. <laughs> You're never getting cat armor. I know. <laughs> but what you can get, you can get yourself your very own uh, set of uh, Crocs with Kiss on it. That's a thing. That's a thing. But Why? So, <laughs> there's a lot of heavy staring going on right now. So, <laughs> a uh, the summer work rocks. <laughs> Do you need a pair of these, Matt? No, I don't. <laughs> Are you sure? I already have a pair. <laughs> Not a kiss crotch, but the regular. Yeah. So the regular costs <laughs> will cost you around twenty five bucks, but twenty five dollars. But free. <laughs> but a crock with a kiss logo. 45. Stupid band merch is always more expensive. Like just buy a Kiss sticker and put it on there. <laughs> if you get a pair of uh, Kiss Crocs with uh, with their faces on them, that's 50 bucks. Yep. Um, also for $50, you can get um, a multicolored Croc with a rainbow logo and acid trip soles. The best one, it's $55. Platform Kiss Claws. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> There's oh, a full inch and a half that takes you off the ground. That sounds incredibly dangerous. Let me let me see if I can. Find I mean, this. I would say it sounds tacky, but we started this conversation with the word Crocs, so we've been tacky the whole time. <laughs> I just don't really see how it's gotten worse. It's just gotten more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confused that there's only like a five dollar difference between the logo and their faces. What does that say about their faces? <laughs> 
Right? True. So yeah, so that's so that's that's with the platform. Stop it. Uh, what? Yeah, you literally should just buy a kiss sticker and put it on there. <laughs> it's basically like those quirk sandals from the nineties oh, platform, but as a croc. To be fair, your girl had her fair pair of Steve Madden's with the with the inch and a half platform on the bottom, no shame. But they were not crocs. They did not have anything to do with kiss. <laughs> I think I had, like, one pair, and then I twisted my ankle, and I was like, nope, not wearing those no more! Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe we can all get some matching Kiss Crocs and take them to the Taco Bell Resort. You know, I'm not mad about that idea. I feel like we would need those to fit in. Um, <laughs> Taco Bell is doing that Taco Bell thing, and they're doing something weird. Um, coming to Palm Springs this summer is going to be the Taco Bell Hotel and Resort. Um, it's going to open on August 9th for a limited, undisclosed amount of time, so... I guess until they run out of people who are interested, probably, just like their food. Um, <laughs> um, they're going to be taking over an existing resort, so they're just going to Taco Bellify somebody's resort. Makes sense. Whatever. Um, everything's going to have, and I'm quoting the article here because this cracked me up, a Taco Bell twist. Um, like a cinnamon twist? I don't know. I was maybe. thinking the same thing. <laughs> um, they will have branded robes, hot sauce packet pool floats, which... I kind of want one. Uh, <laughs> no shame. Um, a gift shop with exclusive apparel. Um, there's going to even be a salon that's Taco Bell centric with inspired nail art, fades, and a braid bar where you can have Taco Bell things done to your hair. I don't know what that means. Like, are they going to braid my hair into like a cheesy Gordita crunch? Or <laughs> are they going to like braid cheese into my hair? Either way, no. Um, Snack for later. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> So new menu new menu items will be available at the hotel that will be exclusive to the hotel. So probably the same thing Taco Bell has, but with like a different sauce like Taco Bell likes to do. Um, you do have to be 18 and over to participate in this resort, but the reservations open in June. So if hmm. you guys are down, so you go to the Taco Bell resort. So you said there's like a spotted thing. Is that where they like give you a facial with hot sauce? Oh, and... <laughs> I was thinking guacamole. Taco Bell's oh. guacamole is not even made out of avocados. Jeez, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's, it's some not. kind of sponge that's been dyed green. <laughs> it's not an avocado. But it might be good for your face. It's never been. An, it's not good for anything. It's never even been an avocado. <laughs> Like, it's guacamole that's never been an avocado. <laughs> like, can you have the chicken without the egg? You can't have the guacamole without the avocado, but it is not an avocado. What's the first you have a guacamole, avocado and a guacamole? At Taco Bell, you don't need the avocado to have the guacamole. It's, it's rubber. I swear it's rubber. I don't care what anybody says. But overall, this resort, though, road trip? Guys? Yeah, I'm not driving to Palm Springs. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta get one of those tortilla blankets first. Oh, I do, I do yes. really want one of those. So I can get drunk and lay on the floor where I have a burrito. <laughs> I have big dreams. <laughs> okay, so now we know what we're doing next time I go to a convention. Yes. <laughs> awesome. My question, though, um, do you get to keep the robes? I mean, you don't get to keep their robes at any hotel. Why yeah. would you get to keep these robes? But they're Taco Bell branded robes. You don't get to keep them. Doesn't mean you can't. They, they will charge you $500 if you take one home on accident. Does it say that? No, but normal hotels will. 
$500? It's like an exorbitant amount of money. No, I used to work for Hyatt, and if they people took the robes from the resorts, it would like put a $500 charge on their debit card until the robe was either returned or paid for. <sighs> okay. Which is usually like $250. Yikes. Still. That's exorbitant. Never, also, if you ever steal a hotel, a hotel towel... From anybody that's like not like a janky hotel, they will charge your account for it. I found that out. So make sure that you uh, reservations in somebody else's name before you steal the robe, and you're fine. So, <laughs> hmm. if we do this, Pickett is making the reservation. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. Robes for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's all the time we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, We'll be back next week, but in the meantime, we'll be posting news on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, So be sure to follow us there. While you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. From all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. Bye.